One size fits all seems like a good idea for clothes until you try them on. Same goes for healthcare. That's why United Healthcare offers flexible, budget friendly coverage for medical, vision, dental, and more. Learn more at uh1.com. Quality sleep is essential. That's why the Sleep Number Smart Bed is designed for your ever evolving sleep needs. Need a bed that's firmer or softer on either side? Helps you sleep at a comfortable temperature? Sleep Number smart beds let you individualize your comfort, so you sleep better together. J.D. Power ranks Sleep Number number one in customer satisfaction with mattresses purchased in-store. And now, save 50% on the Sleep Number limited edition smart bed for a limited time. For J.D. Power 2023 award information, visit jdpower.com awards. Only at a Sleep Number store or sleepnumber.com. Welcome to the AEW Dynamite Preview. I'm Adam Wilborn from What Culture, joined by one of the Dudley Boys, Michael Sidgwick from What Culture, to look ahead to tonight's episode of AEW Dynamite. But before we get into it, if you're a fan of this sort of thing, make sure you subscribe to What Culture Wrestling on either iTunes, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts from for daily wrestling podcasts, where we not only review AEW Dynamite, but also AEW Rampage, Raw, SmackDown, NXT 2.0, pay-per-views, premium live events. <laughs> we have interviews, roundtable discussions, and a round of the week complete. Well, buddy, good quiz, of course, on wrestle culture. As I said, though, joined by Michael Sidgwick to look ahead to AEW Dynamite tonight. Is Michael Hamlet not here because he is Tony Khan's huge announcement? Well, we'll get into that in just a second. Sidge, uh, a big night tonight on AEW uh, with potentially some huge developments, like I said. Absolutely. Um, it's a strange one. I'm really looking forward to the Forbidden Door, which is a more accurate name for which these days is... Whoever we signed or. <laughs> it's a bit weird how they are redefining the term What's forbidden that? door. Yeah, I was going to say, am I right in thinking initially the forbidden door was people coming from New Japan or Impact? Yes, to put across the idea we're doing something that hasn't been done for years. It's fraught with political infighting. Um, it's kind of this new, old, shocking development. Mm-hmm. We are breaking down the boundaries between wrestling promotions to conjure dream matches. And now the Forbidden Door is just the uh, the talent recruitment office or something. It's it's odd. It's odd. It now has taken on the meanings. It doesn't matter if we're friendly with the companies or not. They can still walk through the door quite easy when they're not under contract. (laughs) It can just be free agents. Yeah, it's an odd. I think they're just trying. I don't know what the hell they're doing. If I'm being generous, right, it might be one of those things where if you read Tony Khan's tweets and he's Posted about four trying to explain what he actually means now by the forbidden door. <laughs> Maybe one of them will make sense at the end of this. Yeah. We've got quite a shocking prediction for you, but... Well, well let's dive straight into it. We have got a world title match to discuss, but I feel like this is already dominating the conversation. There's a brilliant list uh, up at whatculture.com oh, so about, it's awesome. about the potential five people it could potentially be. So if you're unaware... There is a mystery opponent to face Isaiah Cassidy of Private Party to see who qualifies for the Face the the Revolution ladder match. And this is all surrounded by a huge announcement from Tony Khan, right? Yes, absolutely. But in the past, Tony Khan has a huge announcement. Doesn't mean he's going to come out on stage mercifully. He will just relay it to Tony Schiavone or the huge announcement will be, here's Keith Lee or whatever. Uh, so I don't think he will personally do it. So that's kind of a relief because I don't want him to be on the TV show. Love him. Favorite booker. Um, 
but I don't want him on my TV show. No, Dave. Yeah, understandable. <laughs> so it's, he clarified, it's a free agent signing. And when he walks through the forbidden door, he's going to slam it shut and be all elite or whatever. Um, maybe keep it a job because if this signing doesn't work out, you might want to go back to WWE or whoever, wherever. Indeed. It's, just all, it's very oddly phrased. I don't know what the hell was going on, but regardless, we're getting a free agent signing, a big one, huge to use their own mm-hmm. terms. Let's discuss who it could potentially be. It's not Jeff Hardy, is it? It ain't Jeff Hardy because he's bound to a 90-day non-compete clause. Um, and he's doing an acoustic tour. And he's doing an acoustic tour. My God. Uh, so it's not him. Thankfully, at the yeah. minute. Sure, the Hardy Boys versus... Uh, Good bit of a tease from Cassidy, though, on Twitter about this. Yeah. Matt Hardy, please pick up my phone calls. Should we go through the process of elimination yeah. before we arrive at what we think is the answer? Carrying um, Cross and Scarlet Bordeaux have teased it. Mm-hmm. Put it this way, if they're going to be all elite, and I understand that AEW allows its contractors to do indie dates, not as and when they please, but if it doesn't clash with the calendar. Within reason, yeah. Within reason, that's the way to put it. Carrying uh, Cross absolutely reeked during his NXT run. The super intense character kind of brought into focus the extent to which this brand NXT had fallen into parody. Um, he was one of the worst main roster runs literally ever. That's not hyperbole. It's no, not recency bias. It was horrendous. Um, and, you know, like, some people liked his work and impact and on the indies and stuff. I was never a huge fan. Um, I don't think it's him. I think they will genuinely wait for him to get better if he ever does and then maybe have a look at him down the line. Um, Wyndham Rotunda. <laughs> I can't see it happening. I legitimately think they would have got him in already. If he was as big a star in their eyes as he is in the minds of his really loyal followers, they would have gobbled him up and thrown loads of money at him. The reality is that guy's aura, stigma, it's dead. Plus, I think it's fair to say, um, you wouldn't debut him in a qualifying match for a Ladder match. Yeah, of course. It doesn't fit the character. No, exactly. Right. I just think you'd be there already. I think you'll only turn up if one or two things happen. One, they kind of get desperate for ratings. Two, he does this weird, really inventive indie style run where he reinvents himself in some way. It's like, right, okay, well, you've taken the stink off you. You've proven that you don't need universe breaking bollocks to come in. So I don't (laughs) think it's him. Any other, my conspiracy theory, Shane McMahon. Someone has said, right, someone has said, and it's just made me realize, yes, they have to do this. They have to. A McMahon on AEW TV, just worth it for that alone. Just get Linda. Anyone, <laughs> McMahon uh, in every corner. Anyone will do just for the, ah, look at that. And then, ah, oh, it's finished. I don't care because Linda McMahon's born bitch. And uh, <laughs> Shane McMahon's work absolutely sucks. Yeah. So that would be the extent of it. Um, but Shane, if you look at Tony Khan's tweets from February 5th, he said that the forbidden door can be opened between companies, even ones we're not on good terms with. Clearly, they're kind of on good terms with every company. Mm-hmm. Maybe not so much ROH, but they're barely a company. Impact, they would love the exposure and they'd work with AEW. It was like a, an abrupt but not acrimonious split. New Japan, obviously, they're friendly with. GCW, they let Moxley work there. They would be dicks if they didn't. You know, they've given them Nick Gage and everything. Yeah, so. yeah, yeah. So who does that leave of note? 
WWE. Obviously, they're the competition. They don't like each other, um, evidently. All the shots back and forth and whatnot, this or that. An additional line, bit of wording in that tweet said that they are free to slam shut the door on their prior company. Now, why would he say that? If, for example... Look, the, the spoiler, we think it's Keith Lee, and I'm yes. going to give you the reason, and I've given it about five times, but God damn it, you, you like the podcast. So you, but look, you know you what? Look. We're going to do it anyway. <laughs> Get an Atlas one for the soundboard. <laughs> yeah, shame it, man. The, the, the phrasing was, slam the door shut on their prior company. Like if it's Keith Lee, right? I think that's a bit presumptuous. I don't think they'd take him back, given their current recruitment strategy. And I know, like, they'd ruined his career, but let's face it, his career have WWE not ruined. <laughs> yeah. So the idea is, The old like, never-say-never gimmick. Yeah, exactly, wrestlers, exactly. Isn't it? Yeah. But, like, Tony Khan's kind of saying never in this week. Slam shut the door, bolt it shut. This is your, your AEW for, for, for life. Yeah. What if Keith Lee's like, well, I might want to go to Impact or something. Yeah. Or I might fancy New Japan. Oh, I might, you know... Maybe I still liked working at WWE, and I just want to go back maybe in five, three years. No. No, that's it. No, no, no. Slam it shut. It just, the, the implication is that slamming the door shut in someone's face is a rude thing to do. Is he suggesting that someone from a company that they're not friendly with, WWE, is kind of going to slam the shut, door shut in their face, kind of cut a shoot promo saying it's like it's rubbish over there, it's Shane McMahon. <laughs> After everything that's just happened. Can you imagine? Be unbelievable. No, it's Keith Lee, in my opinion. Yeah, you convinced me. Uh, because Tony Khan understands that contrasts work. And he knows how to put people together as well. He's a very good booker. You book wrestlers that are complementary to drama. Like Dichotomy, all the rest of it. Like CM Punk and MJF's great. Uh, Adam Cole versus Orange Cassidy. These are, these are just recent examples. Like... It didn't quite hit on paper, but as, as I've said numerous times, slacker, dispassionate, disinterested dickhead versus guy who can like really express himself and get furious. Got better on paper. He knows how to put people together. Christian Cage and Jungle Boy benefited enormously. Yes. Like I know people aren't that high on them, but I like the men of the year. And I think Page and Scorpio Sky, when they were first put together, people thought, oh, that's random. Mm. And he realized, actually, no, it's not. Like Khan knows how to get the best out of two people sharing the ring or a tag team or whatever. Asai Cassidy does... <laughs> when he's about to take a bump, right? So the idea is it makes it seem like it's going to hurt all the more. Some people hate it. I quite like it. Mm. I think Asai Cassidy... It's not a random choice. I think they have thought, how do we get Keith Lee's first spirit bomb over huge... How about he gets hoisted in the air by someone who's got an incredible vertical leap on them who can assist in making it look very, very scary indeed. So not only will it look awesome on the way up for the leap, but on the way down... Ah! <laughs> <laughs> and maybe he pounces Mark Quinn as well whilst he's at it. Yeah. All leading to Keith Lee versus Matt Hardy on Rampage. I wish I was joking. <laughs> but no, I think it's Keith Lee and, you know, people a huge announcement. Yes, it's promotion. Like people have said, like, uh, WWE for years is, there are exceptions, Ronda Rousey's debut was big, but usually it's like, he's an NXT guy, mm -hmm. no vignettes, he's an NXT guy, you get the pop, you kind of like him already, he has the music, 
Like, I understand AEW does do a surprise pop, but the fact that they're jumping makes it, like, you can justify it. This feels like they want to present whoever comes in as a star, thereby they're calling it a huge announcement, and if Keith Lee, if in fact it is Keith Lee, rocks up, does an absolutely incredible spirit bomb and a wonderful squash match, maybe that coupled with the hype, and when it warrants the hype, people go, all right, 2017's back, Keith Lee is restored. I completely agree, uh, and you, neither of us have been fooled by we're on our honeymoon pictures from the two of them on social media. Like we talked about this with the carrying cross scarlet thing and the news today. It's just too too conv- too convenient all of that for it not to be Keith Lee. I don't. Know. Yeah, I mean wrestlers work. Carrying cross and scarlet border have pretended that they're going, but psh, be quiet about it. I'm, please be quiet about it. I don't need to go. Um, <laughs> but yeah, workers will work. It's in their DNA. But I just think it's Keith Lee, and I love to see it. And if you want to know uh, more of Cedric's thoughts on this, like I said, you can read the uh, article uh, about the five potential people. It could be uh, at whatculture.com now. But we've also got a world title match tonight, Sidge. The AEW Championship is on the line. Hangman Page, Lance Archer in a Texas death match. I'm cautiously optimistic about this delivering. Um, I would love it to deliver the real sign of a true champion in professional wrestling is the ability to take someone who's not on their level, who's not really a credible threat, hoist them to their level. Make A good world champion should make whatever match they're in, irrespective of the opponent, feel special, feel like the main event. And um, it felt like if you if you had said, like, like around this time last year, you know, Paige is eventually going to beat Omega, as was planned all along, and it's going to be as wonderful as you think. Um it, the money's always in the chase, and this is possibly the best chase, like, literally ever. So <laughs> yeah. the rain, you know, it's it's going to be a title rain. It's not going to be as good as a chase, but you're going to get some classics with Brian Danielson. You'd go, Jesus Christ, yes. Yep. And uh, you'd also say, oh, by the way, he's going to fight um, Lance Archer in a Texas death match. And you would think following the fight of Fest one with Mox, great, this is going to absolutely rule. Uh, but Archer doesn't look the same physically since he got struck down by injury in that Eliminator match uh, with Eddie Kingston. He looks like he's struggling for breath. He looks like he's not as mobile, dynamic as he was Mm -hmm. even last year. Um, He felt ageless for a while, guys, in his mid-40s, but it feels like it's finally caught up with him. Um, So I am a bit worried about the quality of the match because physically he doesn't seem like he's there. Preferable, preferable compared to what we saw him create with uh, Frankie Kazarian. Yes, absolutely. Well, maybe they've done that on purpose. Yeah. I doubt it. But, like, yeah, that was really, really bad. Um, but the crack is, there's only two matches announced for tonight. I expect that there to be two more. It's a recent development. They'll sometimes just do four mm-hmm. and loads and loads of promos and angles with the idea that they've got loads of matches to burn, but not so many. You need to keep three or four for Rampage. Um, it's a weird strategy. I'd like three on Rampage and five, six on Dynamite, but that's just me personally. Um, but the fact that there's only two announced thus far, I expect that even if it isn't Keith Lee, Asai Cassidy going 12 to 14 minutes with the big new huge announcement, I think that's undermining the fact that there yeah. are special instant game changes. So that match isn't going long. Um, MGF... His promo segments go quite long, as do Jericho's. There's two of those, but still, my worry, basically, looking at the the card as it's set at time of recording, is that they're going to go long in this Texas death match. And the beauty of the one between um, Archer and Mox at Fighter Fest last year was just it's like a sprint, a sprint to the mm. death, a race to the death. Like 
I'm going to stab you repeatedly, very quickly in the head with a fork, with the idea being that if I do not do this, you will kill me quicker than I can kill you. It was what, just what I despise about last man standing matches is the well, this isn't the finish. I know you get it in pinfalls as well, but it's short. Yeah, it's shorter, and it's like that's not the finish. Even like even if I'm, you know, you're desperately trying to make it a, a battle in your head, and oh, okay, physically, can they overcome that? But there is that voice still in the back of your mind that goes, if I'm a booker, do I book the finish being someone hits a signature move in the middle of the ring? No. Yeah. My memory of that uh, Fighter Fest match was very little uh, counts. That's what I want from my last one. I want there to be five, preferably, including... Maximum. Yeah, like some near misses. But like, if you and I are doing a thing and I've got to knock you down for the count of ten, I'm not going to hit you with a chair and go, well, that's that done for the world title then. Yeah. Like, if they're down, take advantage of the fact that they're down and beat the shit out of them, basically. But yeah, completely agree. Yeah, so the re- that I'm cautiously optimistic in spite of Archer's deteriorating physical condition. Even if it goes long, the fans like live and die with Hangman Page. They love him, and he could extract the most amount of suspense and emotion with his selling. He's such a good bleeder as well. I expect yes. him to bleed even more um, than he has been doing in this match. I think he can sort of ring out the maximum su- suspense if they do decide to do um, less of a sprint than they did last year. But maybe, honestly, this is just a case of yet more WWE brainworms and how they've infested people after 20 years or whatever, however long they've persevered. Like just enduring this rubbish. This is... Lance Archer's specialty match. He's worked brilliant ones before. Um, he's very good at making like really gross structures, like the back-to-back chairs and oh yeah, choke some people through them. Hangman Page is a goddamn lunatic in terms of the bumps he's willing to <laughs> yeah. take and how much he's willing to bleed, like the drops he's willing to take, the surfaces he's willing to bump on. Like this could be gross in like the nastiest and coolest of ways, um, but because. WWE has been WWE for 20 years. My immediate thought, when it shouldn't, but my immediate thought goes to, oh, they're going to do 20, 25 minutes of about 15 counts, draining the match of any kind of momentum and suspense, and it's going to be really boring. Like, Hammond Page is possibly the most intelligent wrestler ever. Hangman, or at least of his generation. Hangman Page is a guy who took one look at WWE and went, oh, you know, eh, not for me. Mm-hmm. He's, probably, he's probably watched... And been bored by lots of last man standing yes. matches and thought, you know what, I'll probably not do that when the time comes for me to do one. This could rule, but WWE brain combined with Archer's, uh, it doesn't look as crisp as he once did, has me a little bit worried. Nervous excitement, yeah, is, is the right way to describe it. Um, obviously, Hangman Page leaves as world champion. Oh, yeah, it's not in doubt. But as we always say, if they make it feel in doubt, it will be a success. I would love this. For, I'd love this to be great because Hangman Page... If this is great, it'll be such a big... Yeah. What, string to his bow? Feather in his cap. Yes, that, that as well. It's like, right, okay, well, it wasn't the best bill, but you know, you can deliver in the spot. Like, it'll do no uh, harm whatsoever if this is awesome. 
Ryan Reynolds here from Mint Mobile. With the price of just about everything going up during inflation, we thought we'd bring our prices down. So to help us, we brought in a reverse auctioneer, which is apparently a thing. Mint Mobile Unlimited Premium Wireless. How to get 30, 30, to get 30, to get 20, 20, 20, to get 20, 20, to get 15, 15, 15, 15, just 15 bucks a month? So Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. A lot can happen in three years. Like a chatbot may be your new best friend. But what won't change? Needing health insurance. United Healthcare Tri-Term Medical Plans, underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage that lasts nearly three years in some states. Learn more at UH1.com. Before we go any further, though, this show is sponsored by BetterHelp. Now, we all carry around different stresses. They can be big life worries or just, you know, little things like your favorite wrestler not being used properly. The thing is, when we keep them bottled up, it really can start to affect us negatively. Therapy is a safe space to get things off your chest and to figure out how to work through whatever is weighing you down. It is really helpful too for learning positive coping skills and how to set boundaries. Therapy basically empowers you to be the best version of yourself. So why not give better help a try. It's entirely online, designed to be convenient, flexible, and best of all, suited to your schedule. Get it off your chest with BetterHelp. Visit betterhelp.com slash whatculture today to get 10% off your first month. That's betterhelp, H-E-L-P.com slash whatculture. Now, we had a phenomenal main event last week. Five-star worthy, unless you're Dave Meltzer. Uh, MJF defeating CM Punk twice. Uh, and tonight, he will address his historic win. No doubt, very humbly, knowing this guy. Yes, he's uh, said as much on Twitter. That I'm going to be very humble about this. And, of course, he is going to be very humble about this initially because he likes to lull fans into that trap. He can dictate the volume. He can completely, like conduct their emotions so he's going to pretend props to phil for his effort yeah like <laughs> exactly that kind of like backhanded cockhead compliment stuff um, and then he might just completely drop the pretense and be his smug unbearable best the problem with doing previews is that we're such marks that we do like months in advance preview stuff on the reviews because we're just so giddy about this product so i'm just going to keep it simple if i'm booking this right and you don't want to put people in an uncomfortable position. If CM Punk and Cole Cabana do not want to work together, right? They don't want to work together. It's as simple as that. You don't want to put, even for the sake of an incredible storyline, an incredible moment, like every nerd who likes wrestling enough to read about it online will be goddamn glued to the TV set if this book and plan comes to fruition. But if they don't want to do it, they don't want to do it. Yes. The idea now is Adam Cole's outright said, I'm the number one contender. The Cassidy match didn't count. I've all but said I'm going to challenge for the title at Revolution, right? It will probably will see Paige, uh, Adam Cole beat up Paige once he celebrates at mm-hmm. the end of the night. Yeah. We should have mentioned that. What does that leave MGF, CM Punk, and Wardlow to do at Revolution? They're not going to do the Wardlow-MGF match at Revolution, I don't think. It doesn't no. feel like either of them have suffered enough of a huge monumental defeat where they're going to blame each other and that's how they fall out. So I don't think that's a direction. Punk and Wardlow could do a stepped-up rematch, but MGF is a bigger star than Wardlow at present, so it'd be hard to build something. Given how awesome this Punk stuff has been, they can't build 
another equally great MGF feud in time for revolution that you'd expect to pay for that's going to be as good as the punk one. So I still think my fantasy booking has to be right because it's me, <laughs> god damn it. MGF said, I beat you twice. That's over with. It counts. I've got a line for you, by the way. If you want to, I've written something for this. Yes. Do you all for Maxwell if he wants it? Uh, something along the lines of, I've, I've not really polished this, but something along the lines of, what do uh, MJF and the UFC have in common? Punk is 0-2 against both of them. Oh, I like that. I like that. It's better than Mad Cat Moss if, ever does. <laughs> well, the Poo Day line was pretty good. Shut up. <laughs> Sorry, I've ruined it. So the idea is that, cool, the title picture's kind of sewn up. It's too hard to build grudge matches worth paying for that are going to get anywhere near this punk MGF stuff, which has been incredible in my opinion. Like, pretty much all of it as well has been incredible. So, CM Punk can't just say, I need another match who didn't beat me cleanly, and MGF just go, okay. (laughs) It's not going to happen. Like, in his his character's mind, the win stands. He's pretty much nailed on to be the next contender at the next pay-per-view after Cole. So why would he give Punk that match? Dot, 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 unless he reveals the ultimate trump card. And they were saying a lot of, they were alluding to suing and stuff like the week before they had the the classic. If he says, okay, you can have the match, you can have the match. If you fight Cole Cabana and beat him. Can you you imagine the goddamn huge pep (laughs) in the arena if they actually drop that match graphic? Coming up on Dynamite next week, it's fucking CM Cole Cabana. (laughs) It'll be absolutely incredible. Um, and that's the one thing that MGF would risk losing to CM Punk to if he can just watch him squirm and suffer. It's a wonderful use of the, the indirect way that they approach builds. And again, MGF's been running away. They've been dropping Roddy Piper references all the goddamn time. They did the stuff with the the tape on the neck. Oh, yeah, yeah. The stuff with the tape on the neck. Someone pointed out to me on Twitter as well, when MGF was, uh, when CM Punk was stealing the scarf, the tape stuff was mine, the scarf stuff is not, I can't remember the guy's name or the person's name, I'm sorry. But when Punk stole MGF's scarf, he wrapped it around his neck and like MGF had to sort of like take it off and run away Mm -hmm. in another foreshadowing of the dog collar match at Revolution. I mean, you've already sold me on this time after time in the office, on podcasts, If on I the manifest news. it enough, yeah. it will happen. So you're not going to get any arguments from me. Uh, yeah, I, I, as much as uh, as a member of, you know, Team MJF, this this feud's done. He's won, he's 2-0, and oh, etc. He's He won the big match in Chicago. Yeah. Yeah. By hook or by crook, we're having a rematch. And that, because people sat there and were like, yeah, yeah, yeah it's good and all that. Like the the you know, negative ninnies, let's say, online. Oh, it was great and all that, but well, I should have put it on pay-per-view and you can charge people for it. Like you said, well, need for the rematch, for the stipped-up dog collar Let rematch. Let it play out. Yeah. I just cannot wait to... to. Ha- I mean, talk about Roman Reigns' entrance being long in, in WWE. I'd, I'd milk it for all Oh, Christ, I think that we'll give them like, only two matches. <laughs> you take your time, Maxwell. Um, sort of following up, we're going to get to the inner circle stuff in a minute, but sort of following Let's up say on... the best of last. Yeah. <laughs> Fallout from last week. Um, is this the week that, that Moxley deals with or ex- even accepts Brian Danielson's offer? Uh, I don't know. 
it feels like they've got their two big, wordy, long verbal segments, so I don't think they will um, address it at length. I would expect Mox and or Danielson to get like a last-minute match tonight. I was going to say, yeah, Danielson maybe defeats someone and goes on the campaign trail afterwards. Absolutely. Maybe, like, my fantasy book and idea for the whole thing is, like, we've seen... I've tweeted this, but of course the mega fans will oh, forgive yeah. me. We've seen, all right, I'm feuding with you. You're in a stable. I'm going to have fights with everyone in your stable. It's kind of played out at this point, in my opinion. Um, they've done it too much. It's a wonderful way to preserve the match, but they have done it too much. To subvert that, what if Danielson goes through the stables, but with a twist? He takes the best young technical prospect from those stables. So he wants uh, Wheeler Eater. Right, okay. If I beat you, you have to be my protege. Yep, cool. Garcia 2.0. Moriarty from Seidel. And that's like, yeah, the Danielson Dojo. People are already calling it the Danielson Dojo. It's one of those things as well. I've, Murray came up with it as well. I've seen other people on Twitter it's one of those things where it's such a great idea and such a great name that we've all collectively willed it into existence. Uh, this should be it, and this is what it should be called. Maybe Dan- they give you the WWE name if they gave. They're going to do it. The goat in his herd. That's what they would have given him. My God, that's <laughs> my WWE brain coming through there. It is WWE brains all over this podcast today. Yeah, but yeah, Danielson Dojo is great, great title. Yeah, Danielson Dojo. He could even like have a match announced imminently, maybe even a time of recording, against Wheeler Eater. Like the same thing as Moxley did. And to say, look, like, look at this guy. He's both taken us to our limit and he's only been working um, however many years he's been working. Look at the standard of this new generation. Put them over, like, just with one passing comment and then say something to the effect of how much better would they be if the dojo happens? And then you do a goddamn Cobra Kai storyline. Um, yeah, yeah. Again, you're talking my language, Cobra Kai. If Dynamite doesn't get any better in the next two weeks or on the build to Revolution, I will say that Cobra Kai is comfortably the best pro wrestling show on television because it, it is a pro wrestling show. Yeah. You get heel turns, face turns, LTST. You get like the whole vi- like combat scenes, callbacks, stable-based storytelling. It's a pro wrestling show, Cobra Kai. That's the magic of it. And if Dynamite doesn't reach 2021... We're back on the road, or we are going to all-out form. I'll call Cobra Kai the best one. So if you can't beat him, goddamn join him. Season four was a little bit disappointing, yeah. if I'm honest. Yeah. Great finale, though. Uh, speaking of roads, the uh, road to AW Dynamite or Atlantic City tonight. Did I say roads? Hmm? You said something. There was the word definitely. Was rewind it? it. You definitely said the word road at some point in the last two minutes. I just held on to it. Uh, the road two features Paige Van Zandt and her response to what went down with her and Brandy Rhodes. Um, any more on that tonight? I'm terrified asking I you. I fucking hope not. <laughs> it's fucking shit. For all the reasons, well, it's going to because it's going to do page that page Van Sand versus Brandy Rhodes. The idea is that on Bra- the pipe, maybe on the pipe. It would be the worst thing in a sort of Paul White versus QT Marshall adjacent way, where it's like it's not going to go eight minutes. It's going to be like a proper brutal squash, a nice little buffer between the matches that you're meant to really invest in and go with on a journey. Who am I cheering for again? Oh, I, I don't know. It's all over the bloody shot. I, I don't know. It? 
It's one thing to acknowledge the audience and who they dislike and be true to that. It's another thing to put two people who they dislike together in a program. It's absolutely nonsensical. I, I don't think I've heard a single, like literally a single goddamn soul say, I thought you were too harsh on that last week. Mm. Or I've not heard like any spirited debate online about, no, no, you're wrong about this. No, you're wrong about this. Everyone's like, even like the real goddamn AEW sexuals <laughs> are like, this sucks. Yeah. <laughs> this absolutely sucks. Plus, it'd be a bit confusing on this show in particular to have Dan Lambert messing about with this whilst technically his boy, yeah, or at least yeah. half his boy, is getting ready for presumably the main event and the world title match. Ah, oh, Jesus Christ. He's got to nip out Lance and argue with Brandy Rhodes for a bit and say some disgusting language. Yeah, it's just it's just bobbins. Everyone hates it. I hate it. Mercifully, they know when people hate things and people hate this. I understand This that. isn't even like Cody heat, is it? This no, is no, very no, different. Like, like the Cody, exactly. Like the Cody heat's really fascinating and everyone's got an opinion on it. Everyone's got one opinion on this and it absolutely <laughs> sucks. Uh, things I understand, like if in fact they've got Paige Van Sand training away, given that she is... Pretty big, I think. She could do other things other than wrestling. Basically. Yes, she's been on Dancing with the Stars and stuff. Yeah, as well. like she's, yeah. So the idea is, oh, a lot of people hated that one promo, those two promos. So Paige Van Sant, sorry, out of the picture. Like they're kind of committed. I expect at this point. Um, so yeah, it must continue. If you have to do a promo followed by a pull apart brawl with two women, why not make it Thunder Rosa and Britt Baker? Yeah, I know, I know. if we must do this, like. I'd rather have my intelligence insulted than my entertainment ruined, truly. I would rather... Because I don't mind Brandy Rhodes as a babyface. I think she's a fantastic babyface promo. Um, and I know a lot of people don't, but just for the sake of the goddamn dynamic, just present Brandy Rhodes as the babyface. Or, hopefully, like, Lambert was just a bridge to Van Zandt because they're tied via American top team. Make it so that Paige Van Zandt is your babyface ass kicker, and then she can turn heel again when she works like Thunder Rosa or whoever, subsequent to beating Brandy. Right. Is tonight, Michael Sidgwick, the end of the inner circle? There is a no. mandatory team meeting tonight. There's certainly been issues going on between Santana Ortiz and Chris Jericho. Uh, no word on what Jake Hager makes of all this. And Sammy Gore is kind of busy putting on bangers for the, the TNT title. And yet, and there's the, the spectre of Eddie Kingston hanging all over this. I hope it is the end of the inner circle. For now, I don't mind them, you know, reuniting for certain things. But I want Brand Powerful to go on and do bigger and better things in the tag scene. And I, I, I kind of want Chris Jericho to go away for a while. That's what happened. People have wanted Chris know, Jericho yes. to go here for a while. He wouldn't that's, even... That's, that, that, I, I realised that the... He was on Dynamite. The Mike, the latter definitely won't. Chris Jericho was literally on Dynamite in America when he was in Newcastle-upon-Tyne, England. Like, legitimately. Yeah. Like, that's how much he doesn't go away. Even when he goes away, he's legitimately, literally still there. So that ain't happening. No. So make your peace with that. If I'm booking this, I book it so that... Uh, Look, Eddie Kingston is going to get cheered against Chris Jericho, whatever they try to tell us in the storyline. Like, that doesn't count. People are just going to be with Eddie Kingston. They'll sing Judas, but in the match, they'll be with Eddie Kingston. Chris Jericho's face turn. It's lasted long enough now where it's like, right, okay, we tried. 
you're better as a heel. Um, be babyface for pretty much a year or close to it. It doesn't feel like it's been such a short amount of time that we are scrambling for the failure. Like, it doesn't feel like it's something that Chris Jericho could say, oh, come on, man, there's still time left. It's, like, nah, it's been nearly a year. You you know deep down this isn't 2019. It's not been that good. In a bit of a breakaway from the form, I would potentially have the inner circle just quietly disband tonight in this meeting. They'll probably have some kind of match if we stay together or some bollocks. But if it was me, I would have um, just Santana and Ortiz say, look, have you noticed that the closest one of us not named you came to championship success happened when we were kind of just naturally splitting apart. The second that we didn't formally break up, but we started to just drift apart, Sammy Guevara was allowed or like just reached that brass ring. The closer we are together, it's all for you. We want to do what Sammy's doing. and We want to go for the titles. Just us. And then Chris Sherrick could say, oh, just us. And what about Eddie Kingston? He's like, no, he's not a mentor. He's our friend or whatever. Hey, you can stand there, kick rocks, and leave this year for all I care. Because I like him in tag matches, but he's not essential mm-hmm. to this anymore at all. So they go their, des- their separate ways. Chris Jericho kind of just stands there looking a little bit glum and maybe like a little bit like the gears are going round in his head a little bit and that's it. That's just the end of the segment. And then next week or the week after, he kicks out of Eddie Kingston, turns heel, blames him for losing the uh, the stable and then you can do the, right, well, we'll have to do the stable breaks up stuff. It would be a shame given all of the time spent that Chris Jericho and Sammy Guevara don't have a program. There's loads of history to work with there. So it would be a shame if they just disbanded and then it went straight to Kingston and Jericho. But they could tell a nice layered storyline at some point, like based on the continuity. But I would have them quietly split up. We want to do what Sammy's doing for the reason I've just said. Eddie Kingston gets the shit kicked out of him by a heel Chris Jericho. Heel Chris Jericho versus babyface Eddie Kingston. We know it's not been great so far, any of this. If they actually ramp up the violence, ramp up the stakes, get the dynamic correct, 2019 version Chris Jericho, or so, a heel... I God, it doesn't like going back in the goddamn past. I know that. A heel character as good as 2019 Jericho versus any babyface Eddie Kingston mm-hmm. would be incredible in a nice fight. Not a match, a fight. Yeah, and I just want to get to, like you say, Eddie Kingston winning this feud getting elevated, getting springboarded into some title picture, hopefully, uh, benefiting from the you know groundswell of support he's received in recent months, obviously. I know he's been injured uh, very recently, but uh, that's what needs to come off the back of this. Sammy Guevara continues to do what he does with the TNT Championship. Yeah, Chris Jericho, he'll, he'll turn and proud and powerful, can head off into the, the, the tag title scene because they bloody well deserve it. But, uh, yeah, it's going to be heart and mouth stuff for a lot of this show, I feel like. Is, is the, every, almost everything, you know, we have trust in, in MJF and, and Punk, obviously, but almost everything else is a bit like, well, there's going to go one or two ways yeah, and our review is yeah. going to be something else tomorrow. So um, let us know your thoughts ahead of tonight's show on Twitter at WhatCultureWWE. Uh, watch there, you can follow both of us. You can follow Michael Sidgwick at M. Sidgwick. And you can get his brilliant book on AEW, Becoming All Elite, The Rise of AEW, uh, on Amazon. And that's all I have to say about that. (laughs) I 
keep going to uh, where you go, you go from. Just type Amazon in, search for that. You, you know what to do. Yeah, yeah, it's, it's, yeah, yeah, you got it. Um, Adam, Adam Wilbur on Twitter at What Culture WWE for all of us. As I said, make sure you subscribe to What Culture Wrestling wherever you get your podcasts from for daily wrestling podcasts. Uh, myself and the Dadleys will be back tomorrow to review this show, of course. And you can check out our NXT 2.0 review right now. But for now, this has been the AW Dynamite preview. My thanks to Michael Sidgwick. Thank you for joining us, and we will see you soon. Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan-crusted chicken or garlic-butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com style for free shipping and 365-day returns.